Here we are. Welcome. It's football day, Thursday night football coming up. Big game for the Rams and Seahawks. I don't have a feeling for it. Last week, I right away, I felt a feeling about the Bengals and Jags. Obviously, I was wrong in the fact that I thought the Bengals would take an early lead and it would kind of be you know garbage time, but both teams would get fantasy points. Both teams did. We did see... See, Robinson had a really big game. Chark, unfortunately, went out right away at the beginning. So if anyone played him, I don't think anyone did in our league. But that's that's huge killer. I think all our teams can can survive depending on who the player is. But we can all take a guy dropping zero. Um, the fact that we run so many, we have two quarterbacks, a defense, enough people on the roster to where it won't kill you, unless it's someone like say you're. Patrick Mahomes, something like that. That's a huge hole to, to make up when you count that as your team. But last week, I felt really excited for fantasy purposes. If you had any of those guys, I thought it was going to be a big game. It was an enjoyable game. With this game, I don't know. I know last year, uh, I could be wrong. Was it last year? It might have been last year where the game came down to a kick and, and the Rams lost on a last-second kick. I definitely know that was two years ago. But when Goff was there at times at Seattle, when they played the playoff game, the only thing that was, would have been beneficial for fantasy purposes was DK Metcalf finally had a touchdown and had a pretty good game against Jalen Ramsey. But in the regular season, he did not in the two meetings. So now I'm stuck with the option of, do I not play him? I have other options on my bench. I will see if I pull him out. It's just, I think it's a little easier when you say, I'm keeping in one of my stars, right? I'm keeping in a guy who would be an early round pick. And if he has a bad game because the matchup was tough, you go, hey, you know what? I knew the matchup was tough, but you still had, you held out hope. And then he doesn't do much, right? Let's say Metcalf goes for five points. You, I, I wouldn't beat myself up as much had I said, you know what? Ramsey's tough. I know he's only had like one good game against him ever. I'm going to bench him. And then DK goes for three touchdowns. He pulls, you know, maybe six catches, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I just left 32 points on my bench. When he's an elite player, I should have played him. What am I thinking? Those are the ones that always haunt me more than you knew not to play him, and you still did. You know, you went all out, and you took a chance. So I'm still contemplating, though. You know, I do have Keenan Allen. Uh, there's, there is other players I can pop in. But he's going against Cleveland, and he didn't do anything against the Raiders. So that's just me on a personal level. Everyone else who has games who has players, who has Rams. We have Daryl Henderson, I believe, for Elijah. Cooper Cup for Dino Dan, who's been, I believe, let me double-check Dino's team. I believe he has, yes, he has Cooper Cup. He's been one of Dino's MVPs, along with Sam Darnold, who has nothing to do with tomorrow night. But Cooper Cup has been a big reason Dino's 3-1. and one. Who else is it there? you got Russell Wilson. You have Chris Carson, possibly. There is a chance, from everything I've seen, Carson, with his neck injury that came up, he might not even play, which would put Alex Collins at the top of the list for you know, running backs for desperate, needy teams that are looking to grab a guy to play. You could see Alex Collins picked up. Well, who else is there? Tyler Lockett. Will he have a big game? You know, will, will the focus be on Lockett or Metcalf? Will they try to take care of both of them, which would open up the run game or the tight end game? Gerald Everett in the revenge game. I don't know if anyone has Everett anymore. I know he had one big game. Was it Christian? Someone had Everett to start the season, and he had a touchdown week one and seemed like he's kind of 
touchdown dependent. And then the third week, I think he had five catches. So he actually had some value. I don't know if anyone picked up Everett. Seeing Carson go down and possibly the Rams not having a great linebacking core, you could see Everett you know, get a big revenge game knowing the type of coverages they might play or how they're going to play him. So, so many weapons. Robert Woods, will Robert Woods finally show up? You're seeing stories how they're talking about, oh, we want to get Woods more involved. Every Everybody always says that. Who was it? Who I was watching the Cowboys. I'm sure Austin was too on Sunday. But I was watching the Cowboys and Panthers game at times. Right? I wanted to see Dak. I wanted to see Sam Darnold, how the offense would do. DJ Moore, an incredible game. But one big keynote, which I got from it, which I didn't think about a lot of times, and you know, Robbie Anderson is not DeAndre Hopkins. No one will ever confuse Robbie Anderson with Jerry Rice or T- Terrell Owens, someone where you have to get the ball to him, right? You, We saw what happened. Kansas City did not get the ball to Tyreek Hill. They lost two games. They got the ball to Tyreek Hill, and they, they it was still a pretty respectable game. The Eagles did have the lead, but the point is, you saw the Chiefs' offense flow and win, and they're back to the flow of things. He's They're 2-2. Two and two. When he gets 50, 40 or more points in fantasy, they're 2-0. and oh. When he gets single digits, they're 0-2. That's not a coincidence. So they got back to it. That's the kind of player you go, we got to get the ball in his hand because he's a Saquon Barkley. You know, he's a Austin Eckler. He's a playmaker. Get the ball in his hands. Robbie Anderson is not that. He is. He's an NFL star. I'm not taking anything away from him. I would play him in fantasy if I have him. Just the fact that the Cowboys in that game, they did say, the announcer who was calling the game was like, you know, they're talking about, don't worry, Robbie Anderson had a bad game on that Thursday night against a bad Texans D. We'll get him involved. We'll get him his touches. And the announcer's like, do we really want to get to that point? It's Rob, not, and nothing with disrespect to Robbie Anderson, but they were. the point was the Panthers were 3-0, Sam Darnold is playing the greatest football he's ever done in the NFL, right? Even better than college because he was turnover prone at times, and he's been playing really good at not, or really well at not doing that. Do we really want to start saying, hey, I know things are working, it's clicking, try to go out of your way to get Robbie Anderson the ball? You don't have to do that. With DJ Moore, when McCaffrey comes back, there's other weapons on that team to where you don't have to force feed Robbie Anderson to try to get the big play. You can, I mean, heck, get down to the goal line and let Sam Darnold move it in. So that that's a big thing. But my point is, in this game with the Rams and stuff, they were talking about Robert Woods. All this came from Robert Woods. But if the Rams were 3-0 without Robert Woods really heavily getting involved, even if he's a decoy, even if you throw him a pass here and there, they don't need to get him involved, right? They still have other weapons. Higby, Higby's nice to get involved because he can help with the, the short – you know, first downs, get him a 10-yard gain, a 7-yard gain, set it up, set up the run. But you don't have to have Robert Woods to be successful. You have to have him on the team. I do think that. He still draws coverage. So there's a lot of weapons. There's a lot of – Matthew Stafford. How did I forget the quarterbacks? I did m- mention Russell Wilson. But Matthew Stafford, how will he do on the road in a big primetime game? We've not seen this. At Seattle, Goff has been successful there. Goff should have had uh, another win there. Like I said, the kicker missed the kick. You know, Legatron, I think it was two years ago then, because he's not he wasn't with the Rams, I believe, last year. But Legatron missed the kick, a 40-something yarder that would have won the game, and that changes everything throughout the season. We The Rams missed the playoffs by one game. If he makes that kick, the Rams are in the playoffs and Seattle's not. And look at the different roads that for every team that had to face the whole domino effect. 
So frustrating. I think the Rams actually would have had a chance to win that division. Remember when the Niners and Seahawks played the last game of the year and the Niners won the division and got, I think, a home game or a bye, one of them. It was such a huge swing. I remember Eric was over here watching it, and I was cheering for the Niners as well. That said, I think it. I, I don't know what to expect. I don't know if it's going to be a 13-10 game. The Niners against Seattle last week, Seattle's offense looked so bad. Both teams looked so bad. And then Trey Lance spiced things up. He put some some excitement into the game for the Niners while the Seahawks continued to make some noise. Alex Collins had a touchdown, a very nice run, and had a touchdown. So we'll see with this game. I can't make a prediction. I can't figure out who's going to win. If you tell me the Rams win 35-21 or if you tell me the Seahawks win 10-7, I'm not going to be shocked with either outcome. I, I don't know what to expect on a short week. I really thought the Rams would beat the Cardinals last week. I thought the Cardinals would not play as well in L.A. I mean, they were just there less than a year ago. And even though Kyler Murray got hurt, before he got hurt, they weren't looking good. So it shows what a difference just an offseason makes and how different they are and how more prepared they are and how better they're playing as a whole unit. Isaiah Simmons in his second year is playing much better. So the defense has improved. Chase Edmonds in a bigger role. Connor has is, is been a nice feature uh, for the, the Cardinals team. So, yeah, whole different. So tomorrow night's game, we'll see. We'll see. It has a lot of fantasy value, both teams. I just don't know. I, you don't want to, like I said, you don't want to, I don't want to bench DK, as I said with, you know, when I said, oh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, which one would Ramsey take away? Heck, Ramsey last week against Arizona, Hopkins had a pretty decent game. You know, Ramsey's still a great corner, one of the best in football. But if they game plan the right way, the, the guy he's covering can get open. So maybe not for the big play, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So all that out of the way, that was just the big opening for our Thursday night football that is taking place tonight. I said I was going to cover three games. I'm going to start with the first one. I'm going to hit up Nick against Eric. This is a big game in the fact that both are three and one. Nick is one of the, is higher scoring on the season. Nick's team has 775 points. Eric's team has 665. So nearly 100 separate. Well, last week, both of them were in the 200s, I believe. I believe both of them. Let me give a real quick check. Nick was 201, and Eric was, where is Eric? Eric was 196. So almost, almost. See, and, and I'm not shocked if the, the game goes that way this week. I mean, if they'd played last week, 201 to 196. Man, to lose games like that, like I said, I'll never f- forget it. I'm so glad it didn't happen to me, but Jacob two times scored over 200 and lost both those games last year. And it just, those games are so painful. So to see it when you look at the, the potential of what could happen this week with some of these games, I mean, some of these, you got a 3 and 1 and 3 and 1. You have me and Dino, 3 and 1 against 3 and 1. So you have four teams that combined, what is that, 12 and 4? That's some high scoring and talented teams. These are, so the games of the week, it might not even be those. You know, the game of the week can end up being mad against Christian. That said, Nick against Eric. Nick is favored to win by 30. We'll see if anything changes. You see Jamal Williams is questionable if he plays. Juju Smith-Schuster is questionable if he plays. No one else for either team is. Oh, no, Zeke Elliott is questionable. Zeke's playing. Unless he really tore or ripped something, Zeke is playing. And we never know what those last-second switches. you got T. Higgins, who's questionable in a matchup against Green Bay. I would love that matchup if he's healthy. If he could play, he did not play the Thursday night game, but he had that extra days of rest. 
David Montgomery, we know, is out. That's a huge disappointment. That's a big blow for Eric. He can't play Gaskins because Gaskins is going against Tampa Bay, one of the best run defenses. So you got A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams. That is the only really weak point as I go through Eric's team is I like Jamal Williams. And at Minnesota, I think Williams is good for 15 to 20. It's A.J. Dillon. I don't know what to expect. They claim, like like we were just talking about, where we got to get him the ball. They're not saying that with, with A.J. Dillon. But to start the season, they said, oh, expect kind of a similar role with Jamal Williams and, and Aaron Jones when they were together. It's not even like that. A.J. Dillon gets some touches, then he kind of does nothing the rest of the game. He's not involved in the passing attack. I don't know what to expect. Will it be a game where... You know, the Bengals shut the receiving back down, but Dylan's able to rumble and stumble for some yards. I was curious why, you know, I can't. I'll, I'm going to see Eric coming up on the 23rd. We're going to a Halloween festival near his house. Eric, I, I don't know if you know that, <laughs> if you've talked to Rachel about it. But, yes, we are coming out to see you guys and spend the 23rd with you guys that Saturday. So I will ask you in person. I'm curious why you didn't go for uh is it Damian Williams, Darnell Williams from the Bears? I think it's, who cares? It's D. Williams from the Bears. I think it's Damian Williams because the other one's in Kansas City. And I was just curious. I thought, I didn't go for him. I had the number one waiver wire. I literally contemplated not using it, right? I'm like, I'm, you know, I told you I'm saving it for a big injury. David Montgomery, if he was out for the year, I probably would have went for Williams. But Montgomery will be, will be most likely back in, they said, four to five weeks. Remember, we talked about, this, the best case scenario for, for Eric would be kind of like how Saquon Barkley missed those four or five games and came back. And I think Montgomery can be the same thing. And he'll and Barkley was effective and great. He was like an RB1 or two the rest of the year from that point on. And I think Montgomery can do that. It's just I was the fact that he's coming back, I didn't want to use it on him. But I thought for sure, I go, okay, someone will get him. Jacob ended up getting him, and he was further down. I'm surprised nobody jumped in on that especially Eric, being that he was the Montgomery owner, if he thought maybe he can just grab. I know he went for Gainwell, Kenneth Gainwell from the Eagles. I know he went after him. Gainwell, who's increasing value each week. He's getting involved in the passing game way more than Miles Sanders is. He's doing more with less, kind of like how Tony Pollard has been doing, or Cordell or Patterson, who's doing way more with less than anyone else in the league. That said, it, the backup plan I would have got for Williams if I did not get Gainwell, but he didn't do it. That's He's probably thinking, hey, I'm going to go with it, go with what I got. He did move up on the waiver wire because now he didn't use it. So I've done that where he said, hey, the only guy I want, he might maybe he figures, you know what, Williams ain't going to be that effective, which is true. I remember when Barkley went out, uh, a lot of people were going after Wayne Gallman, right, in fantasy. Hey, get Gallman, get Gallman. Gallman had a pretty decent season last year at times. But when Barkley first went down, Goldman was terrible, did absolutely nothing. And so I could see Eric going, hey, you know what? I just didn't want to waste my waiver wire in a guy that will just be there for three or four weeks that I don't trust. You know, Williams might go in there and get he might get the work. He might be like Mike Davis last year at times in Carolina the second half of the year where he's getting 12, 15 carries and getting 60 yards. And, and if you're not getting in the passing game six, seven points, that's not really worth it. I could see A.J. Dillon falling in the end zone and a couple goal line plays and getting 12 points or more even. So I could see that. You saving that waiver wire for the bigger payday. That's kind of like what I did, saving it for at least not the bigger payday, but someone that could benefit this year and possibly 
to keep on contract next year. That said, let's get to the quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson on primetime against Indy. Aaron Rodgers at Cincinnati. Bengals defense has played better. I'm surprised, though, because coming into the season, I would pick the Colts as the defense I would rather own. Lamar Jackson, at times, does not look like his normal self. 27 points against Denver. Very impressive. I thought he'd be low 20s and mile high. And then at Detroit, I thought he would go for 30, and he had 22. 18 at Vegas. So the only game he's really looked like Lamar Jackson was against Kansas City, right? He had payback and pretty good against Denver. I think he'll be in the 25-point range. I think the Colts aren't going to score as much. They're, they're on the road. Wentz will do what he can. It's going to have to be some Jonathan Taylor. They don't have any real... Pittman's a nice receiver, Pasquale at times. But I'm going to have to be honest. Lamar Jackson, I don't think, is going to have to carry the load as much as I think Aaron Rodgers will because that Bengals offense can score. You know, with Burrow, especially if T. Higgins comes back. So Aaron Rodgers might be asked to do more. So if I can have a quarterback just for this for the season, I would take Lamar Jackson. Now, if it's my team, I would probably play Lamar Jackson over Rodgers just in the fact that when my teams are on primetime, like DK Metcalf against Seahawks, my guys play primetime, I like to have something invested. It makes the game almost, you know, I don't gamble, I don't bet. But a lot of guys, when they gamble, they like to gamble in the primetime games, right? Adds a little spice to it. You get to watch it. And to me, that's what it is with fantasy. I I like, years ago, I stopped going after playing just the best guy just to get the most points and just to win. It's not just about win, baby. To me, it's you want to win. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I want to I, I go 14-0. You know, I can't now. But, I mean, I'd love to have an undefeated season, how fun that would be. And uh, it's it's nice not having a loss. But to me, it's... At the same time, it would if you just play the guys like that, like I used to, when I just try to play the guys who I thought, hey, he'll get the most points, I found myself not enjoying it as much as if I go, like last week, I put Cameron Bray, you know, he had a terrible game, but I knew that was a possibility. But I was still like, you know what, I want someone in on this fantasy game so that I can have something to enjoy while I'm watching it, besides just the game itself. So if I had both these guys, I would prefer to play Lamar Jackson because it's Monday Night Football against the Colts. You know, I want to see that. I picked up Asante Samuel Jr. just so I can see him play against the Raiders on the Monday night game. He didn't have a great game. Got me eight points, but, you know, it's nothing great. But it's just something to it. That said, I think Rodgers gets more points. So you can say edge. Sleeper has Lamar Jackson favored by a point. So we could say, let's just say push. You know, it's a push. Both are even. Running backs, you got to go Zeke Elliott and uh Damian Harris, got to go those. Harris last week, I would have said stay away from because it's Tampa Bay. They're at Houston. I think I think they're going to get the passing game going, and I think once they get the lead, because that defense is going to kill Davis Mills, they are going. Belichick destroys rookie quarterbacks. You're going to see a lot of Harris pounding the ball in the third, late third, fourth quarter. Harris and Zeke, I think, will really dominate. Now, that said, if Williams and Dillon do outscore Zeke and Harris by some fantasy gods which we've seen eric's got to win this game i don't care about anything else i don't see anyone else with he the rest of his players as we go through this if for some godforsaken reason even if they they tie if jamal williams and dylan equal or even within five points of zeke and harris which i think zeke and harris will double it up i think this is where nick can find his advantage is with his running backs where he's gonna you know everything else will as we break it down you'll see why i'm saying nick's running backs need each break 20 Give him 40, and then hope Eric's are under 20. Huge 20-point 20 boost would be gigantic. 
running backs, edge to Nick. As we go to receivers, you've got Mike Williams, who we just saw disappear. He went back to Cinderella. His slipper was off. It was past midnight, and we saw what he was. And I hate it. In my Dynasty League with Matt, I sent a guy an offer. Uh, uh, next year's first-round pick probably won't be high. I have a pretty good team, but it, or it won't be low. won't be a top pick. But still, a first-round pick for rookies, that's still you know very valuable. I sent that for Mike Williams. And the guy declined. His team's not very good, and he doesn't look like he's going to go anywhere. So I'm thinking, hey, get rid of Williams. It's a win-win. He builds up for the future, and then at the same time, but he kept him. And then William, he played him and thought, hey, Williams going to have a great game, and he lost last week, and Williams was a big reason, only two-point-something points. Now, that was part of the game script. Eckler had it going. They had Cook. Jared Cook had a big game. The Raiders, maybe they played him tight. He, but the thing is, he only had four targets. Like, Keenan Allen didn't get any big plays, but he had, like, I want to say eight targets. I could be off. He had double Mike Williams after Williams had been playing great all season. That said, I'm still in love with Williams. I I wouldn't regret if I traded that first-round pick. If he came back and asked me now, I would do it. But I'm just still afraid. You know, I don't have Mike Williams on any team I have. Just I've just always been like, he goes, ask Jacob. Jacob had him, I think, his rookie or his second year. Williams would go for two touchdowns and a 25-point game. And you're like, all right, you know, I need this was huge. And now you're counting on, you know, maybe 15. You're not going to get that every week, but you're counting on some kind of stability. And then he goes out and gets you three points. You're like, are you stinking kidding me? He is not, he doesn't give you the value Hill or Lockett does. You know, Tyler Lockett, as we've seen, can go for 50. And then I could take eight points the next week. It might be frustrating, but dude, you really carried me the week before. Mike Williams does not give you enough of that. Now, this year he has. I think he had two 30 point games. Let me check. He had 22, 22, 39, right? So amazing. And then he had just two. So on the season, he's still wide receiver five, top five. So he still earned his money. He's a reason. Uh, well, actually, isn't it funny? I don't think Nick used him the week before. Nick pops him in, and he stinks. He's at Cleveland. Pretty good defense. Mike Evans at home against Miami. Oh, they're both at home. Williams at home against Cleveland. Evans at home against Miami. Both of them. Williams, I feel better. Why is that on my screen? Why are you on my screen? I'm trying to read stats here. And why? Excuse me. Sorry. The thing went haywire. I'm trying to look at Mike Evans. Mike Evans is wide receiver 17. Didn't have a bad game last week. Only 14 points. But you'll take that. He had 24, then 24, then 14. I'm okay with that. You know, that's still something that, like I said, you didn't just vanish like Mike Williams did. I like both of their matchups this week. But those defenses are better. And also the Browns, they kind of slow the game down. Miami's defense is good too, but the Browns slow the game down. You don't see Baker going too many crazy shootouts. So look for a lower scoring game. That said, Williams could still be the top target that game. But there's no way. Like a Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson, I will pick just about any week. Now, matchup based. There are other teams in this league that have, you know, Cooper Cup, Mari, Mari Cooper. There are other teams in here. Dino Dan's, my team, um, Nick's right here with if Evans and Williams had a, and DJ Moore, right? That's in his flex. We'll get to that in a second. Those guys had prime matchups like against the Cowboys and and whoever else is crummy, the Jaguars. I would take a week like that where if Tyree Kill had to play a tough team, Justin Jefferson had to go up against Jalen Ramsey, something like that. I would say, okay, I want Eric's guys, but I'm going to go with the opposing team. This week, Tyreek Hill, primetime Sunday night against Buffalo. 
I think I thought in the playoff game last year he destroyed them. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I thought he did. I expect him to do it again. Buffalo's defense has not been lights out. They they had against like the Texans. You know, they had a few games where they played a crappy team and they did do that. But I really like Tyreek Hill. Love Justin Jefferson going against Detroit. They don't even have their best cornerback who's out for the year. So yeah, Eric's gonna really this will be this is why Nick's running backs are so important to really jump up because Eric's receivers, although Nick's receivers, right, as I say that, I catch catch it with my eye. Nick's receivers are good enough, are better than Eric's running backs. You know, a four, a 20-point swing or even more on the running backs, I don't know if the receivers of Eric's can make a huge 20-point swing unless Mike Williams goes for another five-pointer, five or less points. Then then this thing might be over even with the running back game. Nick has to have some health help from those guys. But Eric's got the starting receiver spot. Tight end, as much as I love Pitts, I'm going to say it right now. Wink, wink, if you know what I mean. Reverse the curse. I'm going to say Pitts is not scoring any touchdowns this week in London against that Jets team. I'm saying it. I'm saying it, and you know why I'm saying it. Because every week I say he's going to score. Every week I say this is his week, and it is not. So I am going to say he is not scoring this week. He will score zero touchdowns. And let's watch what happens. Darren Waller. We're taking Darren Waller. We saw the big matchup, Kelsey Waller. I'm still going to go Waller when I think Nick played Brian. I, I could be wrong. I thought he played Brian. Maybe he didn't. But the point is, Waller against Pitts. I think Pitts is still the next Waller. That's what he was compared to when he was drafted. Look at the NFL draft. All the experts said, hey, this guy's like Darren Waller, you know, when he was younger. So, yeah. That said, I'm going Waller. Juju and DJ Moore, I'm going DJ Moore. I, you you still want Juju to get it done. You expect him to get it done. It's just it's not taking off. It's not coming out the way we expect. They're at home. Who knows with Big Ben, too. He has he has looked gassed, you know, and it's only week five or whatever it is. He does not look like the same Big Ben. I think this is his, definitely think this is his last year. But I'm going DJ Moore. Quarterbacks, Cousins, Tannehill. This, to me, is matchup. Cousins at home against Detroit. Detroit has played solid defense. We saw what they did to Lamar Jackson. Cousins is not Lamar Jackson. He's a better passer. And Tannehill at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's defense is not good. Will Tannehill get any of his receivers back? I don't know. Without We saw him look, not pedestrian, but he didn't look great against last week. Didn't he break 20, though? I want to say he broke, he broke 22. I think he'll get more than that. He can get more than Jack, 22 against Jacksonville, even without Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. But looking at the, the fact that he doesn't have those and Cousins has Thielen and has Jefferson, right? I'm going to take Kirk Cousins with that. you know. And then who knows? This is how we have it now. Things can change. If you look at both benches, you see Higgins could come in for Eric. You see, uh, I doubt he'll play Gaskins. For Nick, you could see... Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who had two big weeks in a row. Adam Thielen, we just discussed the Vikings offense. Tyler Boyd, Jalen Watt. I mean, look at that bench, man. What what a bench. Oh, my gosh. That's got to be the best bench in the league. Honestly, honestly, if you just look at Nick's bench, I know I haven't, I'll look at Dinos next. But, man, looking at that, if this was a dynasty league, oh, my gosh. Leonard Fournette is such a solid option. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a top 15 back in a great offense when they decide to use them, and which they have the last few weeks. 
Adam Thielen, a vet that you can count on for 15 most weeks. Tyler Boyd just came off a big game. Deontay Johnson from the Steelers, he's their top big threat receiver. I mean, that's a, that that could be a, a two and two team right now if Nick played Mark Andrews at tight end, Waddle in the flex, Thielen, Boyd, or no, you don't even have Waddle. You wouldn't have to play Waddle. Just go Thielen, Boyd, and Deontay Johnson, and Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Fournette and Mark Andrews. That's 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 a starting team, man. Good draft by Nick, you know. And Eric, like I said, he had Mo Stark get injured. He had Irv Smith get injured. The Smith will come back. He will be a good tight end for Minnesota. We saw Montgomery go down. We see Higgins. We see Gaskins when he's not playing Tampa. Eric has a very good bench, too. That Both these teams, now you see why they got A's. When healthy, I liked Eric's team overall, you know, Monday through Friday, you know, throughout the entire season. I like Eric's team. It, I think he had the highest grade of the league. But he suffered a few injuries to running backs, and that's why if we looked at this matchup, what was the one thing we said Nick favors in running backs? So looking at the game, looking going back and forth, and I like Cousins. I like his tight end. I like DJ Moore. I like Eric's receivers, possibly Rodgers, but it can be a, a split. You know, it can be the running backs, I think, is why Nick has a 30, almost, yeah, a 30-point edge. Looking at that, I'm going to take Nick to win the game if I was a betting man and I had to bet. The Titans against the Jags, I like more. We'll see if, if the Niners can get anything done again. Can someone finally stop Arizona? Because we know the Niners did last year, not in San Fran, Arizona took care of them, but I thought when they were in, in Arizona, the Niners won that. I could be wrong. You know, there's so many games, sometimes I forget. But I thought Kyler Murray struggled against the Niners the second time because he had done so well the first time. You're like, oh, man, they're in, they're at home now, and he ran all over San Fran. And then all of a sudden, the next time, he did not have a good as good enough game. As good enough. A, good, a, game, a game as good as he did the first time he played the Niners. Jeez, there's one. So, yeah, looking at that, it looks like, man, how long did I talk? Man, 30 minutes in already? Yeah, I talked a little long on that one. But that's such a good matchup. How could I not talk long on that matchup? All right, what was the other one we were going to cover? Real quick, oh, we got, hmm. I'm going to save Matt's game and Christian for tomorrow. I'm going to save Elijah and Mario. And the last one I will save will be, I'm going to talk, and I'm going to save Austin. I know Austin. I always do Austin. I always do Dino first because they. I know they're avid listeners and always mention it. Austin, I'm going to wait on you. Let me see. Let, let me go through it real quick. Do, do you have, well, also, well, it's not much to talk about. Jacob has his whole, Jacob's deciding he doesn't know who to play yet as you check his bench. We'll see if anyone gets popped in tomorrow's game, if he has any Seahawks or Rams. But I could still look at his roster and tell who the better players are if he played. You have Russell Wilson, right? So we will talk on your game after we see how well Russell Wilson does. Love your running backs. We'll see what Austin does. Tyler Lockett. That could decide the game. You know, Jacob doesn't have anybody out yet. So he's he's waiting. He's playing strategy. If Claypool's healthy, will he play him? Kittle, most likely. Ayuk, I don't know what's going on with there. I have not looked up the 49ers. Um, Allen Robinson. How is he going to look now that going forward? That's a whole other topic. Oh, man, I'll hit that up after the game review. i got to talk about the Bears. Trey Sermon, Javonta Williams. So Aaron Jones, we know he'll play Connor or Mixon possibly. Oh, no, he's got right there. He's got Damian Williams. So you can see Damian. Yeah, a lot of good players. It is a winnable game for Jacob. Austin is projected to get 174 if his projection jumps up to 180 to 190 because Russell Wilson and Lockett had big games. 
heavily favored Austin. If not, that's why we will wait to talk about that game. So next, we will get to where we did Nick. We're going to do save Matt and Christian. That is going to be a big game for both. We will cover the heart of Dixie against Bishop Sycamore. That is Brian against Steve. I know on paper it looks like, dude, these guys are combined one and seven. Okay, there's nothing here to see. Well, the loser of this, we've never had an 0-5 team make the playoffs, right? The only 0-4 team to ever make the playoffs was Brian. He was 0-4, and, and he went on a tear. I think he went to 2-4, and 4, then 3-4, and 4, and he, and he lost, at the end of the season, I think he was 7-6, and six, and he found a way to sneak in, which he did with a winning record. We have one extra game this year, so even falling 0-5, if anyone's going to do it, I would put my money on Brian. The, the main story to me is, one, can Brian save his season? Two, can Steve get back on track? Because his scoring has done is better than his team has showed. Last week, terrible. The, anything Bucks, the Bucks really helped carry him the first week in his victory. Antonio Brown did not has not played as well. Gronk is out injured, and Brady was awful last week. So if we break it down, let's go through quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence at home against Tennessee or Brady at, at home against Miami. I like both. I actually think Brady is favored by three in this. I like both because Tennessee, Zach Wilson had a game. Now it was all in the second half, you know, to really get it going. He did that against Carolina as well, but at least he won that game. I think Brady's looking up saying, hey, I'm going against the Dolphins. They got respectable defensive players. They're not a bad team, but they don't have a great quarterback on their side. Trevor Lawrence will be going against Tennessee offense that can move the ball with Henry and Tannehill. I think Lawrence is going to be asked to do more while Brady can just do the basics. This is another one where I go, I can't, I don't know. Who would I rather have this week? I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence if I was going in a week. But Brady has been so good other than last week. Let's look at Brady. 43, 31, and 38. I mean, how could you not think? And then last week he had a tough one at New England. How could you not go with Brady? Lawrence had a really big game. He did have some extra time to prepare for Tennessee as long as his coach is around and not hanging out in a bar. But I will, yeah, i got to go Brady here. I want Lawrence more. I have faith in him and, and his young legs and that he's going to have to get it done. He's going to have to do more than Brady, but I would take Brady for this week. Running backs, Carson might not even play. That would be a huge blow to Brian. Let's see who he has on his bench. Will Elijah Mitchell play? He could pop in Latavius Murray. So he has options. That said, if Carson doesn't play, Hines and Sanders, let me see, what does Steve has? McKenzie, McCaffrey actually might, can you imagine if McCaffrey actually comes back? That would be great. I don't know if he'll play, but that would be amazing if McCaffrey came back. Wait, didn't he make a trade? I thought you got, oh, Hubbard, there we go. That's in the flex, Brian. I was going to say maybe maybe Brian can pop Hubbard if Carson doesn't play. Chuba Hubbard can go in his running back spot, and then Brian's flex, you could see him pop in a Corey Davis who's going to play a bad Falcons defense in London. So you could see something like that happen. I think Brian will be fine. Running backs, even if he has to put Chuba Hubbard and Swift and Carson doesn't play, I'm taking, unless something happens where they finally decide, because Naheem Hines has had decent games, right? He did nothing last week. He had 14 week one, 18 week three. So he could he can move the ball. He can be involved. Prime time. Sanders, man, I just don't, I just don't trust Sanders. I don't trust him. I really thought last year would be the year they would use him more. When Jalen Hurts made his debut against the Saints at home in Philly, they did such a good RPO, and they looked so good together, and I thought, oh, Sanders, here we go. 
This is the Sanders. He had a couple big runs. This is the Sanders everyone who's in fantasy has been waiting for. And then he had another game of stinker, and then he just, poof, you know, he, he's got the physical tools, but he must be doing something that we don't know behind the scenes. Maybe he's not hitting the hole as well. Maybe he's turned into a Trent Richardson. He just may be more gifted receiver at times. I don't know. But I would take Swift to outscore. If Swift and anyone Brian puts in there will outscore Hines and Sanders. Steve needs one of those Hines and Sanders, you know, 15 each just to try to keep it close because I think Swift's going to have a big game at Minnesota. Receivers, Antonio Brown and C.D. Lamb against McLaurin, Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith, they finally got going. Now he's playing a tougher Panther defense this week, but at home against KC, 25 points after a big week one is his initial game. Awesome game. His first 100-yard game of the season. So I would take Brian's receivers. But Antonio Brown, he's the wild card here, man. I, it's like I wouldn't want any part of him. But he dropped 30 week one. Then he had two. Then I don't even know if he played week three against the Rams or he just got shut out. And then he had 13 last week on 11 targets. So with no Gronk, if Brown gets another 11 targets, I think he'll do much better against Miami than he did New England. Right? I mean, isn't he from out? Isn't he born out there? So he's used to that environment, the, the weather out in Miami with the humidity. But I would still rather have McLaurin at home against the Saints. And we saw the Saints get carved up by the Giants. Galladay had a big game. Why couldn't Terry McLaurin and Devonta Smith? Yeah. But hmm, I'm an action. Hmm. McLaurin's the best name out of these with Brown. But Brown could have a big game. I can't decide. If you go on projection, it seems like it's going to be a push. Right, they're almost. They're almost. I'll say that because Ceedee Lamb did not look good last week, but this week he's playing the Giants, who's a pretty good team. But are they going to trade Cooper away? Are they going to try to worry about the run game, which would open it up for Ceedee Lamb? Going into this week, who would I rather have? I'd probably rather have. Man, I can't decide. I think that's a push there. Tight ends. Logan Thomas is on the IR. Steve, I know you don't listen to the podcast. Maybe I'll have to text you. Get him off. If I see him there by Saturday, well, I'm not going to text anymore. I stopped doing that years ago. I used to do reminders right in the morning. Hey, this guy's hurt. Hey, this guy's. I have not done that in years. Everybody, I finally said, hey, you know what? Everyone, because here I am texting people who I'm playing against and I want to be a good sport. But it's like, at the end, I was just like, we all need to be responsible for our own team. So, Steve, if you leave him, Logan Thomas is I on the IR. I'm going to have to go Kelsey then. <laughs> I think I would go Kelsey either way. But that's a huge swing. If you look at Steve is underdog by over 34 points or so, or 31 points, whatever it is. That's a huge part right there. 22 points to zero for Kelsey. Who does he have he can pop in there? Gronk's going to be out. He's going to have to pick up a tight end. He's going he's in more situation than I am. A.J. Green against Chuba Hubbard, possibly, unless he moves him out of the flex. I'll take Chuba. I think he'll get enough carries if McCaffrey does not come back. If McCaffrey comes back, this changes everything. This gives Steve a big boost at his running game. He can put Hines in the flex. Or he can uh, put McCaffrey and then bench Sanders or whoever he wants. You know, he can move it around. It's all, the Bills defense has been good for Steve two times, and it's been wasted in losses. They're playing at Kansas City. I'm going to go Bengals defense, in, unless Brian changes them, right? Does he have anyone else? No. Unless Brian, if he just sticks with them against Cincinnati. I like the pickup of Perriman. I didn't even realize he had that many. You know, I'm so stupid. I've watched every Raider game. And here I am not even paying attention. And every time he makes a tackle, I tell Cindy, oh, man, he's good. He was always good with San Diego or Chargers when they moved. But he could never stay healthy long enough. And he's been great for the Raiders. 
double-digit tackles every game, and I never once thought to pick him up for fantasy. Not once did I stop and go, hey, I wonder what his numbers are. Man, the guy's 20 points a game, easily. Great pickup. I cannot believe he sat around this long and none of us thought to get him. Great move by Brian. That could be a, a season saver if he goes on to win a couple games and Perriman plays a part of it. We'll see if Bridgewater's back. If not, he's got Baker Mayfield he can pop in. Will Steve decide to go to Justin Fields over Jimmy G? Honestly, on a personal level, I hope Jimmy G does not play. I am so excited to play Trey Lance. I have him in just about any fantasy league I'm in, I have him. Um, I've been so excited. That whole second half, I watched most of it, skimming back and forth between the Rams game. But, man, watching him play was so fun, and I want to see him get a whole game against that Arizona team. I would love to watch him go out there, rush for 80 yards, throw for 300, multiple touchdowns, break 40 points fantasy. I know it sounds like a pipe dream, but he can do it. The guy can do it with that coaching staff and that team. So going down through all the positions, I don't love any of their defenses this week. They're both good defenses, but I don't love them. i got to think Brian's going to win this. He's favored, but unless Steve makes some roster adjustments, it's going to be a blowout. If he does, you know, if McCaffrey comes back and he gets rid of Logan Thomas and fixes his team, you could still see, I would still think Brian with his running backs, like I said, minus McCaffrey, but McLaurin, Devonta Smith, Travis Kelsey, Chuba Hubbard, those are all really strong points over Steve's team. So I would take Brian in that one. Man, it's midnight, 41 minutes in. All right, last team. Before we get to the last game, which will be my team at 3-1 and one against Dino Dan at 3-1, and one. Like I said, we have two 3-1 and one teams going up. So we're, we're attacking each other, which is great, right? I, I love when that happens because you don't like – I remember one year we had, I think it was Austin, Brian, and me, all at one point were like 5-0 and or 6-0. and You want to cannibalize each other. It's just better for the team because as you see multiple teams go up, up, up the ladder as they're not playing each other until later in the season and the other bottom feeders might be playing each other and beating each other up and now you're 2-2 two and two or you're – Two and three, and you see a five and zero, oh, a five and zero, oh, and a five and zero. Oh, you're like, man, how am I going to catch? It's three juggernauts, and it's hard to catch. So after this week, you're going to have multiple three and two teams, and it could be, you know, Christian um, has two wins, right? He's taking on three and one Matt against two and two Christian, whose team offensively is not anywhere near as good as Matt's team, but if his team pulled the upset, he's looking at a team that has outscored him by over two hundred. And going, hey, you're three and two, and I'm three and two. We're both the same. I know in playoffs time it matters with the points, but you, a winner. Ask. I bring up last season a lot. I'm sorry, but ask Jacob, man. What what one more win would have done for him? It might have won him the championship. His team was that good. It might have won him the championship last year. And just the fact that he would have kept Brian out is a huge bonus on his part. You know, keeping your rival out. That's that's gigantic. So. What was I saying? Now, see, now I totally forgot all about it. Oh, about all the teams being 3-1. and one. So Dino Dan, he can go 4-1. and one. There, There's not going to be four teams at 4-1 and one at the end of this week. That's my point. No more undefeated teams. No, You're not going to have four or five teams start to blow everyone out. The fact that we're all playing each other early, I love it. Right? Take each other down. And it, it'll bring uh, everyone else closer. Now, we'll see in, in the next four weeks, do we have, is Dino Dan... Seven and one, and Matt is seven and one, and then me and Nick are six and two. Right? Then you still go, okay. You know, there's they beat each other up early in the season, and it, it brought them down. One of us will be three and two. Actually, two teams will be three and two. Eric, myself, 
Dino, and Nick. And they all had uh, A grades when it started the season to where it looked like, hey, one of these teams can go undefeated, actually. And it's not going to happen this year. But the fact that, you know, one of two of those teams will be three and two, unless you get a tie, which me and Eric have had, so don't say it can't happen. But, you know, they, that, I think that's good for the league, to me personally. So let's get to Dino Dan against me. Starting quarterbacks, if you would have asked me preseason, I would have said, hands down, Sam Darnold is not going to be anywhere. Now, I thought he'd be good. I did. Like I said, in the Dynasty League with Matt, I traded Kareem Hunt to get Darnold because I needed quarterbacks. But I felt like, hey, you know what? He's not He's not a bad quarterback. And you put him on a team with McCaffrey, a better coaching staff, a better environment, a team that's been to, to a Super Bowl, you know, in our in our lifetimes, and you're gonna have you're gonna see a different player. And he did, but I had no idea he would lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns. I had no idea. Look at this. Sam Darnold is QB five, QB five, and Dak Prescott is QB fifteen, because Dak has not needed to throw as much. Darnold doesn't need to throw as much, right? He's not set the world on fire. He's just making good plays, not turning it over, and has five rushing touchdowns. So. Dak Prescott at home against the Giants. Darnold at Philly. I like, if I can have a guy this week, I would prefer Dak because he's at home. And I think the Giants, we just saw what they did to the Saints defense. I think they're going to score. It's a rivalry game. I don't think this is a game where, you know, Dak's just going to sit back and go, okay, here, Zeke, you do everything. Of course, Zeke can still do a bunch of it, which could hurt. You know, if there is no McCaffrey, the best thing about McCaffrey is that even when McCaffrey gets fed, even when he does his thing, it's through the air as well. 50% pass, 50% run. That's great for Sam Darnold. Zeke doesn't do 50-50. Zeke does like 70 running, maybe 25% passing, and then the other 5% is all to uh, Tony Pollard. So I would prefer to have Dak against the Giants. That said, who's to say Darnold's not going to outscore Prescott? I think he's outscored Prescott. Let me check real quick. So 42-31. 27. 42-31-27. Yeah, he's outscored Dak. Other than week one, right, where Dak went for 42 and Prescott was, or Darnold was like 19, every week since, he has outscored Dak. There's no reason to think that he won't do it again this week when they both have good matchups. Philly played Patrick Mahomes pretty well. They intercepted him several times. They did lose because they could not stop Tyree Kill. Sam Darnold does not have Tyree Kill, but he does have DJ Moore. He does have a good run game. Man, I want to say I want to say it's a push. I'm not I want Dak cuz I like him more and I think in this matchup he'll be called upon to do more. Actually, Darnold's going to be called on to do a lot as well. I'm going to say push. I never thought I would say that. Who would ever think Sam Darnold and Dak Prescott, you would say push. Season long, I still want Dak, you know, th- there's no mistaking there. If in, in my other league, if someone, the guy offered me Dak for Darnold, I would do that in a heartbeat. But Darnold, man, he has been... Darnold getting so late like Dino did is what helps because it's just like Prescott is usually drafted or I kept him on a contract, but he's drafted higher. So you're going to have to... You're going to have to use draft capital. But having Darnold drafted later means that you are now not using draft capital. You use it on other players. So it's like having a good quarterback on a rookie deal, which allows you to get more talented players under the salary cap. That's the advantage of having Tim. Nope. Sorry, Otani. I don't want you coming here. I could see him jumping on the table and knocking my cord loose, which he has done. 
and mess up this whole recording and I would go nuts because I've been talking for almost an hour again by myself. So let's move on. Oh, there he goes. Stay away. Stay away, Otani. Here. Here's the food. You stay away from here. So, and all the waiver wires are going through now as I'm doing this. Yeah, it's getting way too late. Running backs, Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara. I can't see too many combos that are better than that. There are some combos that are right on there. Kamara has not been involved in the passing game as much, but he's still getting a lot of carries. His role has changed. I still think he's going to get a lot of uh, receptions throughout the season. But I'm taking Henry, who has, for his lifetime, destroyed Jacksonville to go for a big game. Kamara, solid game. Cordell or Patterson, I think he only had, look at this, the guy only had 30% of the snaps, 30% of the snaps, and scored 39 points. There is no one in the league who is who is doing more with less. Five catches, 82 yards, three touchdowns, monster game. Oh, my gosh. The rushing, he just had six carries, but that's still 3.4 points. Yeah, I really like Patterson. He outscored Kamara. Did he outscore Henry last week as well? Almost, or he did, but barely. But yeah, he did. That that if Dino gets that again this week, watch out. He's playing Chase Edmonds, San Francisco. Great game last week against the Rams, 23 points. So Dino Dan's anyone, right? Anyone on paper would go, dude, give me Kamara and Henry all day. That said, Patterson and Edmonds, Patterson is playing a bad Jets defense, and Edmonds is at home against San Francisco, where he's always heavily involved in the receiving game. So all that said. To think at the end that that his running backs could equal, if not be within five points, is not a long shot. I'm going to take give my running backs the edge just based on name and matchups. But Patterson and Edmonds, they've been doing it all year. You know, maybe the only thing I could hope for is that the Jets say, hey, we're not going to let Patterson beat us deep like Washington did. We're going to take him out. You see him going anywhere, put a safety on him. Don't let him get deep. Uh, jam him at the line. Don't let him get up from the line of scrimmage. Whatever they got to do, that I can't see Edmonds not getting at least fifteen to twenty. So Edmonds is solid. I can see Kamara getting fifteen to twenty. So I don't see this is not the Kamara last year who's going to go for five touchdowns or six, whatever the record was. Edmonds I think can keep up. Patterson is a mystery. Will it continue? Will he be able to sustain only thirty percent of the snaps and still get that many points? That remains to be seen. We'll see what the Jets can do. I'm going my running backs. Receivers, Hollywood Brown on primetime, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf. The receivers they have point-wise is almost even. They got Metcalf with 17, but he's gone single digits against Ramsey multiple times. So that's why I'm still deciding whether I want to go with them or not. It's so hard to bench him. Devontae Adams at Cincinnati, I think he's going to have a big game. He didn't have a big one last week. It was solid. I think he's going to be needed much more. They didn't really need to against the Steelers. I think it will be looking at more of a 25-point game for him. Cooper Cup, I think, rebounds from a bad game last week, and he's back on the 30 points or more. So Hollywood Brown, he's been Mr. Consistent. This is the Hollywood Brown that they hoped they drafted. I got it. Man, this is tough. I mean, like I said, everything on name, you're going to go me, my team. Right? Who wouldn't, if you said on the season, hey, you can have Cooper Cup or Hollywood Brown or DK Metcalf and Devontae Adams, you're going Adams and Metcalf. Those are two first-round pick receivers. Cooper Cup, I think, was was he second or third, or did Dino keep him? Let me see. Yeah, he was kept. He traded for him last year. That's right, from Nick. He traded from him last year. So Cup has rebounded and been an elite player. I think he's going to have a great game at Seattle. 
that will be a big help to see where we're going because we both got a guy in that game tomorrow. We'll see Cup, Metcalf, the, who, if somebody really dominates that game, that is a big edge for the rest of the week because we've, we've covered, uh-uh-uh, get away, Otani. You're not coming this way. Go the other way. Oh, my gosh, my heart was up in my throat. He almost stepped on the wire. Yeah, I'm good. I got to go my receivers. But on prime time, Hollywood Brown, I mean, what did he do last week? 19. He's only had one bad game, and that was the one he had 29 against Kansas City on prime time. His only bad game was he dropped a touchdown, or he would have had another 20-point game against. I take my guys on name. I can't commit, honestly. I can't commit. What do they have the projection of this game? They have it 198 to 174. I don't see. It's because they have Patterson and Edmonds based so low on fantasy points. I can't see that happening. I think Cup, if you told me Cup would outscore Adams and Metcalf, not combined, but both of them singly, I would believe that. I could see Adams still going for 25, while I could see Cup going for 30. I don't see Metcalf going for 25. So it's going to come down to, does Cup outscore Adams? I think Hollywood Brown will outscore. I'm going to go wash. I actually am. I know it's the coward's way out, but this week, even if I played Keenan Allen, who I don't have confidence in at home against Cleveland, Cleveland's really good defensively. I think Hollywood Brown on primetime at home against a bad Colts secondary can do better than Metcalf going against Jalen Ramsey. Right? If Metcalf goes for 25 tonight, then that changes everything. I think... I think my receivers will be better, because, depending on Cup. If Cup goes for 35, maybe not. You know, uh, I think Hollywood Brown can outscore Metcalf, and Cup can definitely outscore Adams. But they, all of them are playing prime defense or good matchups other than Metcalf. That's why I want to say Wash. So Wash, tight end, I'm going Knox. I don't care who I have. I don't have anyone. Uh, Knox, definitely for Dino Dan. In our flex, both our guys are questionable. I think both play. I'm more worried about Dalvin Cook. Will Dalvin Cook get – he played last week, and then they said, oh, he was a little ginger at the ankle, and then they kind of pulled him back. You know, oh, my gosh, 54 minutes, i got to hurry up. They pulled him back. So um, I'm going to take Barkley at Dallas after he's had two giant games, including that one against the Saints. I think Barkley, slight edge. If Cook is 100% healthy, then it's a wash because defense – Detroit's defense is not as good as uh, Dallas, and Dallas defense uh, might hold Barkley to 15. While Cook, if, if he's healthy, if Cook is full go, I'm taking uh, Cook against Detroit. I think he gets involved more. The offense throws to him more. Maybe they'll stick, go back to Barkley. You know, Barkley had that huge 54-yard reception. Maybe Daniel Jones will say, you know what, I'm just going to give it to my guy like Eli used to do and let him make plays. When they do that, Barkley and the Giants do better, as you saw last week. So, I will take Barkley as of now because I don't know what Cook is. Trey Lance, if he plays, I will take over Henneke. Even though, you know, who knows? He's the big wild card. He could go for 40 or he can go for 12, like Justin Fields, have a bad game. To get thrown, you know, that was at, at home and it was the second half. Arizona's defense is better than Seattle this year, and it's at Arizona. They have a whole week to prepare. Seattle did not prepare for him, so they have something to work on. So it could be both teams, both quarterbacks don't perform well. Steelers, Panthers at home against Philly, Steelers at home against Denver. I would take Steelers just in the fact that Bridgewater might not play. I like Wilson. I actually went to pick up Wilson, right? When I saw him on that Thursday night game, I said, ooh, I'll put on a, I might go look for him if I use my waiver on a, a player. I might put my second waiver in on Wilson. And then it turns out Dino, I saw already had him. Great pickup by Dino. 
absolute genius move by Dino. So I'm hoping Mosley does well against Atlanta. Atlanta doesn't run that much, right? So maybe Mosley has a bad week. He's had good games against New England, who ran a lot, Denver, and Tennessee, obviously with Derrick Henry. But against Carolina, he did not. So we'll see what happens. Going through a base like that, I think tomorrow will decide. Sleeper has me favored there, but Sleeper had me favored by a lot last week, and I almost lost to Mario. If Mario had uh, played Mooney, I would have. So that's why you have to ignore the, the experts sometimes. So with that said, I'm going to make it a push. I think both 3-1 and teams, I think we're, we're number 2-3 and three in the league in scoring, so I'm excited to see how. I hope both our guys go crazy tomorrow. I hope we both go for over 20, and I hope the, the Rams, of course, get a victory. But I would love to see Met. If it, that's how I was looking at it. If anyone's going to score, I hope it's my guy. I hope Metcalf scores. I know Austin's saying, hey, if anyone scores, I hope it's Lockett. But he's not a Rams fan. Dino's going, I hope nobody scores because that'll help him for fantasy and for his Rams. And we want Cooper Cup scoring. I'm not going to get down if Cooper Cup scores. I will celebrate. This is not one of those. Because if this was Monday Night Football, it might be a different thing. You know, when the game's over. Week, at the beginning of the week, I'm like, hey, I got a whole team. I got a bunch of other guys that need to back me up. I can take a 30-point Cooper Cup game. Can I take a 50-point? I might start to say, hey, Stafford, look Robert Woods way. And real quick, I only got a few more minutes. The Bears, Nagy, if, if you're following, Nagy had said, even after Dalton got hurt, Dalton is our quarterback when he's back, right? Fields was terrible that first week in Cleveland. He played pretty good, right? The, the offense ran through Montgomery. They ran the ball. They did well. He hit some of his guys. He got some confidence. He did throw one pick. But he played pretty well, 200 yards. His completion percent wasn't too bad. Fields looked well. He ran a few times. So I think even then I was like, okay, I still think if Andy Dalton comes back, Andy Dalton's problem is he can't stay healthy anymore, and he's just not what he used to be. You know, he's he's adequate. I think Andy Dalton is good if he comes off the bench that game, right? Not if he comes in. He couldn't get it done with a good Cowboy offense when Dak went down. Right? I thought he would. I thought, man, this is going to be a steal. Dalton is going to be a top 15 quarterback last year. I used my waiver wire and even grabbed him, and he did nothing. He was terrible. So I don't see how he thought he was going to lead this Bears team. I, I can't believe they paid him $11 million. That's a shock. But anyways, and now Dalton is doing full practice, and, and Nagy comes out and goes, Dalton is our being reduced to our backup quarterback even when healthy. It's now Justin Fields. And we always say you don't want to lose your job by injury. But it's Andy Dalton at the later end of his career. I'm just so shocked how he just changed literally like that in a snap. I mean, it was just not even four days ago. Dalton is still our man. Dalton is still our man once he's healthy. Oh, Dalton's full participant. Justin Fields is now our starting quarterback. So I feel bad for him, but not too bad because he's still getting that $11 million. And if Fields struggles, he'll be back in. You know, this is not Fitzpatrick where Fitzpatrick was 3-0. and This is Andy Dalton where he didn't look good at all as well. So I just thought that was funny, a bit of funny fantasy news. We'll see what happens. I hope Fields does great. I hope you guys enjoy the show. I try to put a lot of energy in it, even though it's past midnight and I'm exhausted. Have a good Thursday, safe one. I'll see Dino and Austin at practice. Uh, excited for the Rams game. I think that's it. The video show is almost done. It will be done t- tomorrow. So fr- look for that Friday morning, and we'll do our Friday podcast covering everything that happened on Thursday night, and we'll cover the last three matchups. Thanks, guys. Peace.